Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Our 13th episode is going to focus on identifying Mashiach. Now, we've already talked about this in some detail. He's not the miracle man. The Rambam is very clear in telling us, Al-Yala al-Daitcha, forget about it, he says. Don't you even think that Mashiach has to make otot umoftim, that he has to perform miracles or do some kind of wondrous things, bring about any real novelty or change in the world. Or Mesim. <laughs> Mashiach is not the person who's going to resurrect the dead. These are the kind of things the Rambam says, Shahatipshim Omrim, that the fools say. Those are strong words. Now, in the last two episodes, we talked about the fact that there is actually a great dispute between our sages. Some of our sages maintain that Mashiach will bring a significant amount of change and lots of miracles. And there are many Madrashim that seem to allude to this. Now, the Rambam follows an authentic Torah path, and he does give us a halachic ruling. Shahatipshim omrim? That the fools say? The Rambam qualifies his ruling, as we learned previously. Rabbi Akiva, he was one of the greatest sages. He believed Bar Kokhva could be a potential Mashiach. He wasn't a miracle worker. He wasn't a prophet. Okay. So the Rambam is of the opinion that Mashiach doesn't have to make miracles. That's not the identifying signs we should be looking for. <laughs> Yet, to dismiss it entirely and saying that something that fools say, difficult to swallow. Let's take a look at the end of the halacha. Mishnah Torah, the laws of kings and their defensive wars. The Rambam is now concluding his magnum opus and in the 11th chapter the end of the third halacha reads as follows. The primary or overriding main thrust of things is like this. HaTorah HaZot this Torah, you know, teachings and mitzvah we're supposed to do. Ein mishpateho mishtanin. Her statutes and laws don't change. Le'olam o le'olme olamim. For eternity. They're here to stay. A mosif and alehem. We are not permitted to add. There will be no 614th mitzvah. V'legorin mehen. We will not subtract. And the Rambam says, V'chol ha'mosif. Ogorea, anybody who adds or subtracts from the body, the corpus of Torah and its mitzvahs, or Shagila Panim Batera, Advarim Shal Mitzvahs or he kind of uses his own creativity in Torah to take the mitzvahs away from their literal meaning and describe them in metaphorical terms. The Rambam says, Mashiach? Not only is not Mashiach, he is a, an imposter. Or, others read it, Bevadai, certainly, a Russia, Vaapikiris. He is certainly wicked and he's a heretic. Why did the Rambam have to talk about the fact that the mitzvahs are going to last for eternity? I mean, really now, what does that have to do with the non miracle Mashiach? Truth be told, what the Rambam is saying here isn't new. The Radvaz comments on the end of Halacha Gimel and Dalad. He says, 
All of this is mekubats mehamedrashes. All of this is gathered together from various midrashic teachings as well as from the ksuvim, from the scripture. And they are collected from sofrim umipisvarim, from scribes and from books. In other words, Radva says, there's nothing new here. The Rambam is simply restating that which has already been stated. The Migdalos similarly says, These are things that are simply gathered and things that are miskablim. They've already been accepted. In other words, this is nothing novel when the Rambam tells us that the Torah and the mitzvahs aren't going to be changing. What does that have to do with the non-Messianic miracle Mashiach? Pardon me, the non-miracle Messianic or Mashiach. Okay, it won't be miracles. Who said anything about the Torah changing? Now, there are those who maintain that the Rambam wrote this because historically there were at least three Jewish people who claimed to be a Mashiach or Messiah of sorts. Each of them brought about havoc within the framework and syntax of Torah and its observance. Without getting into the details, the Rambam's words were actually censored by a particular faith system that was offended or felt personally attacked by these words. But to suggest that the Rambam includes in halacha who Mashiach is based on who Mashiach wasn't, it's very strange. The Rambam's not here to define the Jewish Mashiach dialectically. He's here to tell you and I what we must believe in and how we should identify that future Redeemer. Here's the strangest thing. Nothing that the Rambam wrote here hasn't been written by the Rambam himself already. Consider this. The Rambam in Igeret Teman, which is also known as Petach Tikva, writes the following. Moshe Rabbeinu told us in clear terms, This Torah, it's eternal. Therefore, he says, Kol Novi, any prophet will come along and suggest that Lizman Kotsov, that the Torah has an expiration date, then you must know Shehu Novi Sheker, he is a false prophet. Why? You can't deny Moshe Rabbeinu. You can't contradict Moshe Rabbeinu. Lefikach Rambam says if a person comes along, and he contradicts the prophecies of Moshe by suggesting that Torah or its mitzvahs have an expiration date? Lo nevakesh mimenu ot umofet. We don't say, well, maybe you can show us a couple of miracles. You know, prove to us that we should listen to you. What if he didn't ask, but he offered on his own? Ve'imasa, the Rambam wrote in Igeret Teman, lo nashgiach bo. We will pay no attention. It means nothing to us. Because our faith in the words of Moshe Rabbeinu is not by virtue of Moshe Rabbeinu's making miracles happen. It comes by dint of the fact that we all, the entire nation, experienced mass revelation and heard Hashem speaking to Moshe Rabbeinu. So the Rambam is telling us that the Torah is not going to change. He said this. And if you'll say, well, that was in Igeret Teman, but this is Mishnah Torah, this is Halacha, well, guess what? The Rambam writes it not once, but in fact twice in Mishnah Torah. In the first book, which is called Sefer Hamada, the Book of Knowledge, in the ninth chapter, the Rambam in the laws of Yesodeh HaTorah, the foundations of Torah, speaks about the concept of prophecy. 
And he says, and I quote, Dover barum of foolish It is clear and explicit in the Torah that it is a mitzvah omedet la'olam or la'olme elomim, that its commandments are eternal and shall never change. Not only no change, no subtraction, no addition. And the Ramam quotes a number of verses. And he says, from these verses we can learn, Ein novi rashoi lechadash dover me'ato. After Moshe Rabbeinu gave us 613 mitzvahs, no prophet in the world has the right to suggest that there is anything but these 613 mitzvahs. The prophets exhorted us to keep the mitzvahs. They inspired us to keep the mitzvahs. They highlighted details of the mitzvahs that perhaps we didn't realize. No new mitzvahs. There are rabbinic fences to protect Torah and mitzvahs. No new mitzvahs. No Torah Jew will ever come along and say, God in his Torah gave us a 614th mitzvah through one of his prophets. The Rambam says, L'fichach therefore, Im yamid ish. If any person rises, Bein mi Yisrael, Bein min ha'umot, be he Jewish or not. And he does miracles and does amazing things. And he says, Hashem shlachi, God has sent me. And my mission? To add a 614th mitzvah. Or, from now on, there's only 612. The Rambam says, Harei novi sheker. He rules halachically, this person is a false prophet. He, in effect, is contradicting the prophecies of Moshe Rabbeinu. So what the Rambam is saying here in Mishnah Torah at the very end, in the Laws of Kings, he's already said in the first book. One of the amazing things about the Rambam is his precision. Every word is measured. Every nuance is precise and exact. He never repeats himself superfluously. In the 10th chapter of these laws of Yesodeh Torah, the Rambam says, so if a prophet does come and says, Hashem Shalachai, God sent me. The Rambam rules halachically. He doesn't have to do any miracles or wonders. Forget that he's not subtracting or adding to mitzvahs. He's just telling you that Hashem wants you to do something tomorrow. It's not a new mitzvah. He says, I'm a prophet. Tomorrow we all go down to sing Halal at the Sea. If he's a prophet, we have to listen. So the Rambam says, we don't say, really? Why don't you split the sea for us? And then we'll go see Az Yashir at the ocean. He doesn't have to do any of the miracles, such as those performed by Moses, Elijah, Elisha. Nothing that has a shini min ha What does he have to do? <laughs> How will you know he's a prophet? Simple Rambam says. Ha'ishalai, the sign, the identifying marks that he's a prophet. Tell him, you're a prophet? He says, yeah. I said, great. What's going to happen tomorrow? And then the Rambam goes into details of how we know the difference between a soothsayer, a person reading tarot cards or tea leaves, and the person who's a prophet. Now, imagine somebody comes along and tells you, I'm a fantastic tailor. You know that beautiful silk you have? Give it to me. And you're like, I don't really know if you're a tailor. I spent a lot of money on this silk. I, I only have one bolt of silk. I've got to get this cut right. This is a beautiful garment being made for a wedding. Persis, trust me. I'm an expert tailor. In fact, I'll prove it to you. I can cook you a great meal. I said, well, how does cooking me a great meal prove that you're a great tailor? Show me some of the things you've sewn, not something you've cooked. 
If a person says he's a prophet, and he says, I'll prove to you I'm a prophet. I can make something amazing happen. I said, well, you can make amazing things happen. It doesn't mean you know what's happening tomorrow. If you want to know if somebody's a prophet, which means that he can tell you the future, then you need to ask him to tell you the future. So the Rambam is very clear in the laws of Yesodei HaTorah. He says, a prophet doesn't have to make new things happen, and a prophet only has to be able to tell you the future. He doesn't add nor subtract from the Torah or mitzvahs, or we know immediately he's a false prophet. Now I'm asking you, why did the Rambam repeat these words in the laws of Mishnah Torah? Here, the laws of kings, pardon me. What was the point? By the way, the Rambam doesn't even say Mashiach is a prophet. He doesn't even say the Mashiach doesn't have to do signs, but he does have to tell you the future. It doesn't say that. The Rambam does write elsewhere that Mashiach will be a great prophet near or close to the level of Moshe Rabbeinu, but nowhere in the identifying marks of Mashiach does prophecy show up here in the book of Mishnah Torah. So what's going on here? My friends, the Rebbe maintained that the Rambam is telling us something absolutely incredible, an astounding concept, something that I'm going to venture to say most people get wrong. You know when bad things happen and people say, Oy, we need Mashiach. The world is shutting down. There's a recession. There's terror. Oh, Mashiach has to come. Mashiach's going to save us from all these problems. Guess what? When Mashiach will come, these problems will dissipate. But that's not what Mashiach is about. What is Mashiach about? I'm glad you asked. The Rambam says right in the beginning of this chapter, and we learned this together in the first episode, Mashiach is going to rise. Mashiach will rise to restore the Davidic house of royalty to its former glory, to Memshallah HaRashayna. And who's going to build the base of Migdash is going to gather there the exiles of Israel. And and all of the Torah mitzvahs are going to return. The Rambam tells us that Mashiach is the one who restores perfection in the study of and the observance of Torah mitzvahs. As the Rebbe puts it in Lakota Sichas, Chelek Yud Ches, on page 277, the Rebbe says, and I'll read it to you when it's here, this is not some kind of bedtime story the Rambam's telling you. You should know that in the very near future, Mashiach is going to come, and oh, he's going to bring back the Davidic house of David, and he's going to rebuild the base of Mikdash. That's a great story. This is not a story. This is a halacha. This is a halacha. The gather for Mashiach. And what is Mashiach about? Define Mashiach. Define Mashiach. Mashiach is the one who restores perfection of Torah mitzvahs. So, if you're going to identify Mashiach, the one who restores Torah mitzvahs, how are you going to do that? By miracles and wonders? By a transformation of reality as we know it? What does that have to do with Mashiach? The identifying mark of Mashiach, messianic identification, has to be focused on what Mashiach's purpose is. It's exactly what the Ramam says. The Iker Hadvarim Kochahin. This is the main thrust. The main thrust is that the Torah is eternal. 
we all know that so many of the mitzvot can't be performed today. But the Torah is eternal. Of course it is. And precisely because it's eternal, Mashiach will restore us to the place in which we can fulfill the entirety of the Torah and its mitzvot in perfection. So to assume that Mashiach has to make miracles or change the world, the Ramam calls foolish. Fools say that. That's like identifying a tailor by virtue of their cuisine. It's great to be able to cook a nice meal. It doesn't tell you anything about a person's ability to tailor a beautiful garment. Making miracles and changing things is not the essence of Mashiach. The essence of Mashiach is restoring Yiddishkeit. And that's how we'll be able to identify him. More about this in the coming episodes. Thank you so much for joining. And may Hashem help us to see Mashiach in our time. Ben Heira will be a main speedily and in our days. Amen.